Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia, it's time for Cherokee Business Radio. Now, here's your host. Welcome to another exciting and informative edition of Cherokee Business Radio. Stone Payton here with you this morning. And today's episode is made possible by the Main Street Warriors program, defending capitalism, promoting small business, and supporting our local community. For more information, go to MainStreetWarriors.org. You guys are in for a real treat this morning. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast with the bell curve of life, Mr. Farrell Middleton. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Stone. How are you doing today? I am doing well and have really been looking forward to this conversation. I think uh, a great place to start, if we could, share with us, if you will, a little bit about mission, purpose. What are what are you really out there trying to do for folks, man? All right. Well, uh, my goal with this, uh, I retired from a very long uh, career in production home building uh, just uh, last year, and I've always wanted to be a teacher in my second career of some sort, and my desire right now with this program is to basically help people live a better life. I'm going to go very simple here. Uh, I want to help them uh, work on overall better attitude, uh, improve problem-solving ability, enhance interpersonal communication skills, and healthy relationship building. That is what I want to do. So I got to know, man, tell me more about this backstory. What compelled you to open up this this next chapter of your life? Well, uh, again, after a very successful career, um, I just wanted to spend my professional time differently. I'm only 58 years old. I got a lot of years left and just desperately wanted to uh, get into the arena of, um, again, being a teacher, a life coach, guide. Uh, there are many um, words to describe it, but and all of them are very appropriate. But I just felt compelled to um, have my life experiences uh, help other people. And, um, my, one of my main focuses is going to be managers in their early thirties and younger. Uh, I think I can really help anybody with my program. Uh, the materials appropriate for everybody. We'll get into that in a minute, but, uh, managers in their early thirties and younger, um, they could benefit tremendously from the program that I've put together. So have you chosen a niche or two, a type of industry, a, uh, a, a geographic area? Uh, geographic areas here on uh, the metro Atlanta area. Okay. And right now, my main focus of um, business clients is going to be the home building industry. I was in the same industry in the same city for 36 years. Yeah, I know a whole lot of people, and they know me. Uh, and I uh, can say comfortably I've got a very good reputation uh, in the industry, and uh, I feel very comfortable with that. And so that is my current uh, wheelhouse of, uh, of potential prospects with uh, home builders, suppliers, subcontractors, uh, that type of um, uh, business uh, arrangement. But my program can help anybody. I actually had a uh, two-hour session, as I call it, with some Chick-fil-A folks last week, uh, the International Supply Chain Group. I went in and helped mm-hmm. them. They had a uh, one-day seminar uh, off-site, and I went and helped them a little bit. And I am uh, working uh, with uh, some other uh, companies outside the home building industry. So um, I, uh, I can help anybody. I really can. So where in your experience do things sometimes come off the rails, or where is there opportunity for more efficiency and effectiveness when people are managing these, what I can only assume are incredibly complex 
projects. Yeah, what uh, basically can happen there is, and uh, very quickly, I was a manager at the age of 22, uh, when I started my home building career. And, uh, since then I have, of course, uh, recruited, hired, trained, managed and motivated hundreds of people over the years. And what I have found, and I've, um, uh, confirmed this with many of my friends uh, that are in business, that with the current employment situation that we're facing right now, they, uh, as business leaders are needing to promote younger individuals, maybe a little sooner than they were expecting uh, into a management type of a role. And uh, I witnessed this and experienced it myself in my career as an executive manager. Uh, basically, we just, uh, unfortunately, in some cases, uh, that was just the better choice that we had. And some of these younger folks, male, female, uh, you know, doesn't matter the educational background or whatever the case may be, uh, they just need some guidance in uh, you know how they just manage their daily life. Uh, and my program can help them do that. Um, the program is broken down. I call them topics. Uh, and uh, I have what I call sessions, and the sessions last 90 minutes. I am very deliberate about that. Uh, everyone's time is very valuable. Um, and basically, with the way the world works, with phones and iWatches and you know iPads, all that kind of <laughs> stuff, 90 minutes is about the, the uh, amount of time somebody can uh, break away for a little while. So are you sharing skills, disciplines, methodologies, and then sharing it and then having them practice it with each other? Is it kind of a peer-to-peer? Uh, it's not really a practice thing, but basically it is a uh, group engagement uh, in, in the session. And my optimum session is 10 people uh, in a room uh, with mm-hmm. me, and we will discuss a topic. Uh, for example, for my middle manager category, my favorite topic is there is no wrong answer which basically means that if a uh, a subordinate or employee comes to them with an issue, ask them what is going on. Please give me the facts without any repercussion. They solve the problem together. Uh, The manager becomes a better manager with this skill, and hopefully the uh, employee becomes a better problem solver uh, along the way. So uh, hopefully uh, we get uh, two things out of that. Um, And uh, the, the main thing that I've got going with me is that the I have my sessions, and I have bundled them into what I call a series, which is five sessions, 90 minutes at a time, once every other week, on the same day of the week, the same time of the day. So maybe Tuesdays at 10 o'clock or Wednesdays at 4 o'clock or whatever the case may be. And Stone, I want less than one business day, seven and a half hours of group FaceTime with these people, and I know that I can help them live a better life. I know I can. So at this point, what are you what are you finding the most rewarding? What's the the most fun about it for you? Uh, what I'm finding very rewarding is, and, and this was a, a hope that I had, is that the uh, participants, as I call them, they are learning as much, if not more, from each other than they are from me. And so what I'm doing is I'm kind of facilitating the conversation. Again, there's a one topic uh, for uh, that particular session, and uh, we will discuss that. And I'll start, I'll prime the conversation with my experiences related to that topic. And basically, uh, I'll kind of get it going. And then I will ask uh, people to participate in the conversation, share their experiences relative to that topic. And so the conversation gets a little, um, you know, it starts kind of flowing a little bit, that kind of thing. And then what I have found uh, you know, the first session can be a little bit awkward if people don't know each other, you know, just yeah. that kind of thing. I'm sure you've run into that before sure. as well in, in your career. Uh, but uh, once we get going in the session and then have the second, third, fourth session uh, with the same people, 
everyone is very comfortable and the conversation flows very nicely. And I believe that people so far have gotten a lot out of this and uh, they've been very appreciative of my efforts. So tell us a little bit about the experience of, of putting the curricula together. Cause that, I mean, that is the, that's the fulcrum, right? You got to have the, the right stuff. What was that? Uh, basically, uh, this is, um, a compilation of my 58 years of being alive. Uh, and I've got, uh, information that goes back to my childhood years on the personal side of things. Um, for example, my topic there about relationship building is Kathy and Farrell had nine parents between them. And my wife, Kathy, uh, we've been together since high school, uh, about uh, 40 years ago. Uh, but yes, through divorces and remarriages, all that kind of stuff, we ended up with nine parents. And that is the basis of the topic for relationship building. And so I go back to my childhood years with that. Um, the majority of it as well, of course, is professionally related. And for example, my fa- I've got uh, material for personal life. I've got four categories, personal life, and then three for professional. I've got owner, CEO, director material. I've got middle manager material, and I've got associate material. And my favorite topic for uh, the um, owner, CEO, director is A performer, C performer, A environment, C environment. And the fundamental of that is that a, uh, a C performer in an A environment can become an A performer. Hmm. A, a performer in a C environment will become a C performer or they will leave. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And so the goal there in, uh, you know, helping to guide the owners, leaders, uh, you know, of these businesses is number one, work on an A environment, whatever that may be for your business. But the basic fundamental thing there is, uh, do you have a clear vision of the desires and goals of the, of the company? And do you share that with your staff? And then the next part of this is as managers, how do you manage your staff on a routine basis for them to be as productive as possible? So you want a performers, in a environments and there's nothing that'll stop you from having a great business. So you made a conscious decision to include, um, personal life, life skills. Why did you make that decision? And what are some of the topics that you, um, that was a, a big part of it. And, uh, you know, I think one of the terms that's been overused a little bit sometimes is work life balance. Uh, yeah. however, I'm a firm believer in that. Uh, I worked very hard in my career. All of my friends work very hard. And, uh, you know, you come to find out that, uh, stress of work, uh, can certainly get to you, but personal life is very, very important. And I've worked with some companies where that was a main focus and I've worked with others where it was not a main focus. And so on the personal side of things, like the relationship building, I start in that, uh, I've got family relationships. That's how you do it. Uh, and then, um, my other favorite topic that I end the series with is try to be yourself. Everyone else is taken. <laughs> I yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, shout out to Kathy. I, uh, I I'm I'm a little intrigued. What What was that like when you went home one afternoon and said, uh, you know, I'm going to quit this thing that I've been doing for so long, so successfully, and I'm going to jump off this cliff over here. <laughs> what was that like? Well, that was kind of interesting. Uh, <laughs> I must say, I think she was a little surprised by it. Uh, however. We had had the uh, pleasure, I suppose, of raising two daughters, uh, and uh, they both live in Atlanta now. They're working professionals now, but they were. Uh, we educated them. Uh, they were uh, out of college. Uh, one is now married. We're very uh, pleased with that. But I was at a point in my life where uh, I was just ready for it. And yes, there was a little little challenge there. I'll, I'll admit it. I, hey, I'm a regular guy like everybody else, and we've been together, like I said, for 42 years. 
married for 36, uh, but uh, she is my best friend, my soulmate, and my biggest supporter. And uh, it didn't take too long to get her on board with it. So moving into this line of work, did some things surprise you? Did you come across, I don't know if you would characterize them as myths or, you know, it's not really quite like it is. I thought it might be like this and it's more like that as you're you're starting to do this kind of work. Well, I think what I'm coming to find is that everyone, let's take uh, business leaders and owners. And I've got friends that work for Home Depot, for example. And like I said, I've got my Chick-fil-A friends and I've got some very good friends that work in the waste management business. Uh, And what I am coming to find is that they all have the same issues relative to personnel management, growth of their employees. Um, You know, we can call it training. Uh, Again, I think training is uh, very, very important. But uh, my training is on life skills. And what I have come to find surprisingly is that everyone's got the same challenges out there. And uh, it was remarkable when I I did my Chick-fil-A thing last week. The similarities between Chick-fil-A opening restaurants and builders opening neighborhoods, there were some extremely close parallels. Huh. And I was I was just you know very surprised that uh, that that was uh, that was what I found and you know they they get all kinds of supplies from all kinds of different places and they end up in one spot that being the restaurants and they serve the product to the customer similar to home building where we get a lot of products and they get assembled on site and we they converge to a spot where we deliver a house for a customer and so I think I'm going to be uh, coming to find that out uh, quite a bit but again uh, getting back to the the main thing for this is that over the last several years. In all of my business relationships, and I had a lot, I've got a ton of relationships with folks outside my direct companies, again, suppliers, subcontractors, county government uh, that I've dealt mm-hmm. with as well. Uh, they all have these similar challenges of how do they help their employees just be better employees? And I want to help them be better employees, better managers, better directors, that kind of thing. So, how does the whole sales and marketing thing work for a practice like this, a, a business like this? How do you get to have conversations like this with someone in charge who can, you know, at least consider engaging you? Okay. Well, well, basically that's where the networking thing comes in. Uh, and again, like I said, I uh, know a lot of people in the home building industry uh, here yeah. in Atlanta and, uh, you know, in surrounding areas. Um, last company I was with, we did some work in Alabama as well. I had a couple of neighborhoods over there. But what I have found myself doing is getting out uh, face-to-face. Uh, I've joined the home, Atlanta Homebuilders Association as an associate member. I go to a lot of their social events. I go to the board meetings, that kind of thing. And I've just let people know what I'm doing. Um, and I'm going to a Remodelers uh, Association event this evening. Uh, so I am just getting out face-to-face, introducing myself. And obviously, I've got some marketing literature that I've got that, uh, you know, that I send out uh, you know, specifically once I introduce myself to someone. And basically, it's a matter of engaging, um, again, ownership, CEO, director in um, my services and the value that I can provide to them and their organization. And you do have to get them engaged, right? I mean, if you don't, they'll, they'll untrain them quicker than you can train them, won't they? You might be right about that. Yeah, I want to be careful there, but uh, yes, I think you're, you're absolutely correct. But the principles of what I have put together back to you know where, the, where this came from, the, the principles are timeless. Mm. What I have put together – can be reviewed in one year, five years, or 20 years. And the fundamentals will still be the same. Like, for example, in relationship building with a, in a professional environment, my first tip to the folks I get in front of is return every phone call, email, or text in an appropriate time frame. 
If you can do that, then people will recognize you as someone that they can take seriously, will be a problem solver, will communicate well, no matter whether it's good, bad, or indifferent news. Respond back to people and you will find yourself in a totally different place professionally. And it sounds so simple, but it sends so many critical messages when you exercise that discipline, doesn't it? Uh, it does. It does. Yeah. These, the, the concepts here, um, they, they are simple concepts, uh, but they can be complicated as life unfolds. Uh, you yeah. know, people have to wake up every day. And, you know, one of my topics as well is there are five work days in a week. You're going to have one good, really good day, three good days, and one day that you would wish you could forget. Uh, but your day starts when you pull your head up off your pillow and we kind of just go through what are the things that make a day, uh, unfold. And the best thing you've got is your attitude. It is the facet in life that dictates whether you will be successful or happy or content or whatever it is. If you have a good attitude, no one can take that away from you. And that's where it starts. So if I'm a senior executive in an organization that might be a, a good prospective client for you, what are some signs that I ought to at least reach out and have a conversation with you? What are some symptoms or things that I might be seeing that indicate, you know what, I probably ought to reach out and at least have a conversation with Farrell? Okay, a few of those signs would be uh, let's take a, a company um, with, uh, you know, 100 employees. Okay, and that was the size company that I dealt with mostly in my career, and that's the mm-hmm. size companies I was with. They will have uh, a few vice presidents over different departments, uh, that kind of thing. And of course, you know, staff levels going down there, some assistant managers, that kind of thing. Number one uh, for the business owner are is that executive management level? Are they getting along well? You know, are they on the same page? Do they share your mission of uh, what you want the goals of your organization to be? Uh, and then below them, the same thing. Uh, and one thing that can happen, uh, very, um, quickly and easily, and nobody's to blame for any of this stuff. Don, let me be very clear. No one's to blame for it, but it's just the way that human nature works. But, uh, I call it what's the, the silo effect where a department of people in a company, they focus on what they do. For example, in production home building, you have your internal operations department, the purchasing, estimating architecture people, and then you have your on-site construction staff. If those two departments aren't getting along well, it's going to be a tough draw to get those houses built. It really will. And so those folks have to be on the same page. And uh, that is a, uh, that's a big, big issue. And, again, in my conversations with folks, as I have uh, you know, been doing this for the last seven months, I have found that they're saying, yeah, yeah gosh, now that I think about it, my folks really could get along a little bit better. They could communicate a little bit better. And one thing as well that I've noticed, uh, back to your question a few minutes ago, uh, in companies, um, departments, they are their own internal customers. And if they don't act like they are their own internal customers and they have to service that, then again, you're going to have some problems. The gears are going to grind and things like that. And if you don't have that inside your company, then how in the world can you produce a good product for your customer uh, in order to be a, a good – are you good to that customer if, uh, if you don't have good internal customers uh, in your departments? So over the seven months that you described, are you finding that leaders are embracing the idea? Uh, they are, uh, without a doubt. It's it's new, and uh, you know I've always got the uh, economic situations. Again, for example, home buildings kind of slowed down a little bit. We all know, uh, all you right. know, with uh, interest rates and that kind of thing. Uh, but uh, basically, uh, the feedback I've gotten has been very, very strong, and I think it's just a matter of can they commit 
the either their time. And again, I got material for owners as well. And I would love to get done directly with owners. Yeah. And uh, I've got all the stuff on my website, of course, with uh, what I've got uh, broken down. But, uh, you know, basically it's just a matter of, um, you know, convincing them that if I can get less than one business day overall in an eight week period with their staff, they will perform better. And that, that's, that's the task that I've got is how do I convince those people to do that? And my, my quality, my material is, it's good quality. Uh, it is. And it's a very fair price as well. We'll talk about that in a few minutes, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good program. Yeah, let's talk about fee structure and maybe dive into a little bit about some, at least at the headline level, some of the key components of the material, if that makes sense. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, the, the cost structure is very simple. Uh, like I said, I've got a, a five-session traditional series, which is mm-hmm. uh, five 90-minute sessions. Uh, that's $500 a person. Uh, basically, the simple wow. math is $100 a person for an hour and a half uh, You know, in, in a group setting. And then I do have an executive uh, leadership series as well that I'm working on uh, promoting, which is a meeting once a month, the same 90 minutes. And again, the 90 minutes I have talked with uh, educators at Kennesaw State University about this, that's about the maximum span of a a, a session for learning and that kind of thing, just the way uh, people are wired these days. But uh, anyway, the executive uh, session, again, it's uh, $600. Okay, there are six sessions of 90 minutes each, and it's $600. Uh, and then as well, what I'm also offering are my services for one or two hour sessions with either, um, monthly or quarterly staff meetings. Uh, like I mentioned, the Chick-fil-A, it was an offsite, um, uh, retreat for this particular buying group. And then as well, uh, trade associations, uh, with their, uh, with yeah. their, um, you know, quarterly meetings or whatever the case may be. I'd love to be a guest speaker there. And, uh, so I've got, uh, got that, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm flexible, uh, I'm available, and, um, you know, some of the material, like I said, I've got material for personal life. We've already talked about the relationship building with uh, my family situation. And then as well, uh, try to be yourself, everyone else is taken. And actually, it's funny, <laughs> I, I read that on the outside fireplace sign of the volunteer fire department in Hickory Flat, Georgia, about 20-something <laughs> years ago. It's never left me. Um, and then as well, I already mentioned for managers, uh, my favorite topic is um, there is no wrong answer. Um, for the ownership, again, I think I might've mentioned this, maybe not, but anyone can hold the helm when the sea is calm. Mm. And that is absolutely true. True leadership comes out when things don't go as planned and how do owners, CEOs, directors handle that in making sure that, uh, you know, they might be churning on the inside, but they have to let their people know they're in control. Yeah. I would think that coming back, and, uh, and and sharing some of the experience that folks have had and relating it to some of the topics that we talked about last time, I would think that would be invaluable, particularly in, in sharing the stories with each other, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. And uh, a couple of the um, uh, groups that I've had so far, uh, one was a uh, grouping of uh, 10 people, and they were from four different companies. There was an HVAC company, a sheetrock company, an insulation company, and an erosion control company. Huh. And again, these are all folks that I've dealt with in my career, and so I, I had some ins. Uh, uh, so we had uh, the, this fantastic group of these 10 people that came from different companies, all in the same industry. They had the same challenges every day of, you know, how do we provide our finished product to you know the, the customer, which is the builder. Uh, but it was just a fascinating exercise. And, uh, again, uh, as the sessions unfolded, everybody got more comfortable talking and that kind of thing. Uh, another one I did was with a uh, specific home building company based uh, uh, here in Woodstock, Georgia, right down the street from here. Uh, Tony Perry's company. Tony's a great guy. 
And uh, so I did some work with um, uh, eight or ten of his employees uh, over a, uh, a five-session period. And we did talk a lot of specifics about, uh, you know, internal workings of home building and, uh, you know, skill sets, priorities, uh, policies, procedures, that kind of thing. And they all got a bunch out of it as well. So well, I hadn't thought about that. But so, there, so there's the in-house committed program for an, in, for an organization and there's this more open enrollment opportunity? Where yes, there is. Yeah, yeah. I uh, can see advantages in both. Uh, there are advantages to both. And basically what I've got, uh, and again, uh, there are over 90 topics in my portfolio. Wow. I have, I've scripted 20 of them so far. Those are the ones that I'm focusing on. I've got five of those topics uh, per category, like I mentioned, personal and then mm-hmm. three professional categories. And what I've done as well, I've mixed and matched topics from the uh, the different categories uh, for a particular group. Uh, like I'll have one for you know the personal side of things uh, combined with a uh, middle manager uh, topic or two, and then with a traditional staff level topic or two or something like that. So I am very flexible with this. Well, congratulations on the momentum, man. It seems like you've got an awful lot of good stuff going. You're making the right connections. You're beginning to help the the, the right kind of folks. Before we wrap, let's leave our listeners with a, a couple of pro tips. I mean, number one pro tip, gang, is reach out and have a conversation with Farrell. But uh, you mentioned one pro tip earlier, but maybe just a couple of other things that they should be beginning to think about, read about. Absolutely. Let's, uh, let's take one. I know I mentioned earlier about the um, you know, um, professional uh, contact, getting back to folks. Let's take one on the managerial, uh, managing your time. Uh, let, let's put it that way. One of my topics is Friday PM. Did I have a good week? Okay. This is Hmm. going to be an excellent topic for me as I move forward. I'm going to use it quite a bit. And basically the goal here is that the end, at the end of your work week, and let's say it's a typical Monday through Friday work week, um, on Friday afternoon, Saturday or Sunday, reflect back to see how you did that week. And then before the next work week starts, you want to identify the have tos and the want tos. My topics are very simple, as we've already discussed. And so in everybody's professional life, no matter what they do, the next week is filled with the have-tos, the things that just have to get done daily, weekly, or routinely. And then what you need to do is fill that in with some want-tos, the things that are sitting on the corner of your desk or in the back of your mind that you know you need to get to at some point in time, but you just can't find the time to do it. The way to have a productive week is, number one, get all the have-tos done. And an extra productive week is if you can throw in one or two want-tos, Whatever that may be, just just decide what it is, and if you can get that done, then you will have an extra successful week. Very simple stuff, very simple, but it's hard for people to focus on it on a routine basis. Yeah, I'm glad I asked. Well, there you go. All right, man, what is the best way for folks to reach out, learn more about, tap into your work, maybe have a conversation with you, website, LinkedIn, email, whatever you feel like is appropriate. Okay. Sure, sure. Uh, so basically uh, the website is uh, thebellcurveoflife.com. Uh, my email address is feral at thebellcurveoflife.com. That's F as in Frank, A-R-R-E-L-L at thebellcurveoflife.com. My cell phone number, which I give out, I even give this out to my homeowners over the years. Uh, I wouldn't, <laughs> I'm not scared of anybody. Uh, my cell is 678-618-2024. I'm available by phone or text as well. And uh, LinkedIn, it's under Farrell Middleton. Uh, Facebook, Farrell Middleton. And uh, that's how anybody can get in touch with me. And as I mentioned earlier, if you get in touch with me, I'm going to get back in touch with you because that's the way to be a good professional. Well, Farrell, it has been an absolute delight having you on this show today. Thank you for coming in and joining us and sharing your insight and your perspective. 
congratulations on the on the early momentum, man, and keep up the good work. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. My, my last statement here is uh, the only thing I'm truly an expert on is being me. Okay, let me be very clear. And I've channeled my 58 years of personal and professional life into this program, and I just want to share that with people to have them uh, live a better life. And we're going to have a lot of fun while we do it as well. It's a very casual environment, uh, and uh, basically I'm, I'm so excited about it. I'm having a great time. Well, I can tell. Your enthusiasm just comes on uh, over the airwaves and here in person, and uh, I'm just thrilled for you and, and, and delighted to to have you in our circle here at Business Radio X, man. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you very much, Stone. I really, really appreciate the time. Absolutely. My pleasure. All right. Until next time, this is Stone Payton for our guest today, Farrell Middleton, and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you again on Cherokee Business Radio.